Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 8 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more. Hey guys, welcome to the Monday Morning Kickstart Podcast presented by our friends at ProTaper Handlebars. I'm Don Maeda. I'm joined in-house by Chase Curtis. Our regular co-host Alex Ray is back in the house. And of course, remotely calling in is uh, Michael Antonovich, our man on the scene with the Dayglow white legs. I saw some pictures right. of you. I saw you on TV too, dude. You were glowing. Glowing. Yeah. I'm trying to get some sun on those things, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Loretta Lens 2 went off this weekend. Another mud bogger. And uh, what a race it was. There were some crazy twists twists of fate out there and uh, some surprise top finishers and all that good stuff. So, Anton, was the second week worse than the first as far as being a journalist? Trudging around in the mud covering stuff? Uh, it was weird because I'm just ready to go somewhere else. Like, nothing against Loretta's, but when you go there three weeks in a row, it was kind of like the same thing in Salt Lake City. You're like, okay, like, I've had my fun, ready to go shoot somewhere else. Groundhog um, Day. Dude, totally, totally. Even the drive down there, I was like, okay, I don't have to do this drive for another, like, year. So good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fun. I went into it with an open mind, knowing like this is going to be a mud race. This is going to be destroyed. This is not going to be easy to get around. And honestly, that made it fun because then you just kind of pick a couple guys to watch that you know are really good mud riders and just see how they do. Um, it was awesome. I mean, it was probably not fun for a guy like A-Ray. Uh, it was very expensive. Day. I, from what I'm kind of thinking on race team budgets, that was probably more expensive to rebuild all of that stuff than it would have been to go to Washougal and back. But uh, it was awesome. I'm sure it wasn't fun for Alex, though. Yeah, I talked to uh, <laughs> I talked to Michael Lindsay, a.k.a. Talking Boy, on the phone last night. And he said he ran around and talked to people and surveyed. I think he said there was 60 blown motors in the pits. Dude. And he's like, at $5,000 an engine, that's over $200,000 in damage. But well, I mean, yes, like the track was difficult. It was tough on the bikes obviously for sure i dnf both races just because of stupid stuff but um you know it was the track i mean i thought i was it was just the only bad part was a start obviously because there was still a lot of standing water Mm -hmm. um and that just threw the whole race off because you had to come around and get goggles first lap if you didn't if you weren't top three yeah Mm -hmm. um so other than the start, I th- I mean, I thought it was kind of fun just out there playing around in the mud. I mean, it was challenging, but it was like a good challenge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was it was just uh, just hard on the equipment. But, yeah. I mean, hey, it's racing, you know, rain or shine. So in the first first round last weekend, two weekends ago, mm-hmm. your bike was pumping, cooling into the motor oil, right? Yeah, so I've it doesn't look good on paper. I've had four DNFs. Um, the first week, we didn't know what the issue was. Um, we didn't know what it was, but the water pump seals were in backwards. Um, whoever built the engine just didn't put the, the seals in the right way. And it was, I guess it was just pumping all of my antifreeze into the engine and it was just blowing out Jeez. and it was smoking everywhere. 
I mean, that's why I was, my bike was smoking first what, lap of Why motos. did that happen at the race and not the four previous days and you rode your pr- race bike? I don't know. Maybe they the seals had held together throughout, you know, bit, yeah, yeah, throughout those days. And then, I mean, because I didn't ride it much each day, just a little mm-hmm. bit each day. And then whenever I got to the race, it was obviously it was deep. It was, you know, hot, hotter and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, I mean, maybe it just sort of failed as soon as we get to the race. Usually that's what happens i guess uh the the way the luck goes and then uh and then this past weekend um first moto i mean practice practice went good like my bike was fine um and then the first moto my bike got hot and i don't know if you know on a cowie the left radiator has that little plastic top piece on the left top yeah so my bike got hot and it just blew a hole through that thing and i'm going around the i'm going around the corner and all of a a sudden it just goes all up in my face i didn't oh, have any goggles on burning my face and then that was the only time i crashed that moto whenever the, the shit blew up in my face and i'm like oh god i can't see and i crashed <laughs> and then the bike wouldn't start and i was like this shit was spewing up you could see <laughs> yeah. on the tv like whenever they're going through the ten commandments you could see my bike in the background just a big big like, puff of smoke yeah it looked like the geyser in the back yeah yeah and then i and, saw that yeah it was it was i looked over and i just saw a big 61 on your back and i was like oh dude yeah. poor A-Ray. and then second moto um there is a there's a screen underneath like over by the shift lever um where it's like a plastic screen piece mm-hmm. you can take it out and check and see if you have metal in your bike whatever you clean it mm-hmm. that melted i guess Oh, from being hot. Yeah, it melted from being hot. Another plastic piece on an engine. I don't know why it's plastic. Mm-hmm. Literally, it fell out and all the oil came out of my bike. It oh. blew up that time. I don't think it blew up. I I, cr- I fell over it in the sand and it just wouldn't start back up. It was, it just got oh. way too hot. It was already it was already popping and crackling and it, it didn't sound good right before that. So You said that's what Tomac's bike sounded like too, right? Yeah, and then I think, I mean, I asked Cowie if they had ever seen that, and they're like, yeah, we've seen that today with Eli's bike. So oh, wow. my bike did get hot. Um, you know, everyone says, well, you know, you got you got to blame the rider a little bit. Um, I personally, like, I was thinking in my head, yes, like, try not to use the clutch, ride a gear higher. But at the same time, like, I was telling myself that throughout the moto, but at the same time, we all want to do good. We all yeah. are trying our best out yeah. there. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to push. We're trying to get the best, you know, possible result we can each week. And then sometimes that just goes out the window, and you just want to do your best, and maybe you use your clutch a little bit too much. Maybe you over-rev the bike a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. So it's sort of – it's it's tough as a rider, you know, whenever we do have mechanical issues like that or if we ride, you know, the bike a little bit harder than we should in that type of condition or – I don't know. It just it sucks, but hey, it happens. So to A-Ray's credit too. Sorry, Don. No, when ahead. you guys, when the 450 guys were on the track, this is no joke. That was probably the gnarliest conditions of the day, both motos, because right before the first 250 moto, it rained, and then right before the second one, it rained again. And honestly, it would have been better if it just kept raining. Yes. Because once the yes. sun came out, all of that moisture was already there. Mm-hmm. Dude, it just got so thick and sloppy, like. The 450 guys, there's no way that those bikes would have made it through. The 250 bikes would have grenaded way earlier yeah. in those if they would have flipped the motos. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe, personally, that they went the full 30-minute durations. I fully expected them to cut them down to 20 minutes and yeah. a lap yeah, or something. Same. Just because, to give you guys a little bit more time, it was going to be survival. You already knew it was going to be that bad. And there was and no the time tra- between each moto either if Dude, we had a bike none. issue. No. 35 minutes or something. I, Do you think that I could have been the uh, the live TV thing? The reason That's why they wouldn't have cut it? 
Yeah, because they've uh, done that they before, were, right? In motors? Uh, yeah, they have. They have in certain circumstances. When John now, Dowd, when John Dowd uh, won Hangtown, it was a single shortened motor. Mm. Now, they were going... I, now, this is where that kind of gets sticky. They could cut them down for that TV slot because, if anything, then that gives them more time to talk to more guys after the race is over. You know, you cut down 10 minutes, that opens up a lot more leeway or, or whatever. But the TV time, they were always going to start at those times once the TV time got kicked in. There was no mm. moving the schedule around as far as start time goes. Mm. Now, I know that there were quite a few riders that were not happy and, like, very good riders, too, that were like, I wish we could protest the second moto because this sucks and this is going to make it nearly impossible for our teams to get the bikes done. Because mm. there are guys that were in contention for top five spots that they were picking their starting gate for, you know, as the bike was getting down to the starting line. Yeah. Like, it was a very tight Same for lights, guys, frame. too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. totally. And yeah. uh, it, it was crazy. I think that all that stuff kind of factored into it, but it's a mud race, and we all knew, I mean, honestly, before we even left last Saturday, it was going to be gnarly yeah. this week. Yeah. Were there, uh, were there any privateers who were just like, yeah, nah, and didn't show up for the second moto or? Surprisingly, no. Um, and then there's always alternates, you know. So when there weren't guys that were there, there were still guys ready to go right in line to, to pick those spots again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it just it, it does suck for like the privateers too, because like like Ben Lemay, solid guy, solid effort. Bike blew up first moto. I mean, he flies each week. He only has his race bike there. Couldn't race second moto. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. You know, I don't know. I DNF'd all four motos, so I can't really say shit. <laughs> but you were running in the points. I've I've been top twenty every time. Yeah, mm-hmm. every time, like twenty twenty one. I've been in that. I mean, my my starts this weekend weren't good. Obviously, conditions were were tough. Um, but I've been I've been in that area in the mix mm-hmm. each moto, and that's what's the most frustrating thing I think for me was it's just like man, like I missed out on good points, you know. And mm-hmm. then and it's it, it's even more tough, you know, because last weekend Jeremy Smith, my teammate, he did good. He went eighteen sixteen. And then this weekend, freaking my other teammate, Justin Rodbell, <laughs> goes 12-12 for 10th overall. I mean, he just absolutely killed it. And uh, I think Jeremy Smith got another 16th on the second moto uh, this weekend, too. And I'm just over here. I'm like, last yeah. every time. And it, it's just frustrating. But, you know, it happens, I hey, guess. Let me ask you this. When your bike blows up and it's out there, who goes to get it? No, so I mean, I stay with my bike and I just wait for the. Uh, oh my God, dude! Okay, so Did the, the quad with the winch have to pull. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, but that's not the worst part. The worst part is it's my home race. Mo- I know most of the people around the fence. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh so, no! Yes. So checker flags waving. Everybody's coming by me. I'm sitting there. I'm hot. Like I'm drenched in mud. My bike's smoking. It's done. And then I have all the fans. Hey Alex, can we take a picture with you real quick? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey man, hey man, like you know, like I know this sucks, but you're like, I think you did good, man. Like I'm, like that. I mean, yes, obviously I'm gonna take a picture with the fans and everything like yeah. that. And they're like, oh yeah, smile for the camera, and I'm just sitting here like mother. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I had at least ten people take a picture with me while I'm sitting there on the track waiting for the oh. quad to get over there. Oh, oh man, Bro, and I'm steaming in my in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh my god, dude. These people just go walk away right now, like because I was pissed. They should jump in there and help you put the thing out of the mud. Well, I mean, I wasn't in the mud, I, oh. you know, but I didn't get. Oh, so stuck. you were never stuck? stuck. No, I okay, wasn't okay, ever yeah. stuck. Because I've seen some pictures of dudes 
like over their axles and like water mud yeah. in practice i did i did hit a, a slop spot and endo over the bars and i was my head was stuck in the mud like this and my feet were up in the air oh, no. <laughs> it was right by the mechanics area that's where that photo came from where i posted on my instagram yeah just yeah it was it, was, it wasn't good so i looked like michael Lindsay at the jgr yeah yeah bud bog monster <laughs> yeah so okay so i guess the big news of the weekend is eli dnfing Dude. both motos right God. Um, so all the one memes of, are one already of, one coming of the out. Motos, one of the motos, that plastic thing melted then, huh? I, I think so. I mean, that's what one of the Cowie guys, you know, sort of said to me. Mm-hmm. They said that, and like literally, I watched, I watched it back. The way his bike sounded that last lap is exactly what mine was sounding like. Like it was not good. Like popping and backfiring everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, everywhere. So there's some a comment on our "How Was Your Weekend" video. Oh man, can't wait to hear what Eli has to say about that thing. I'm thinking, you knucklehead, that guy doesn't like to do interviews anyway. What makes you think he would do that? that he's going to yeah. do an interview after he DNFs both motos. Mm. Would you like to add insult to injury on this one? Hmm. So uh, Nashville is pretty easy, like to get flights out of, like the fact that it's right there and it's an hour and a half away. So like A Ray, I know probably a lot of guys uh, on your program were trying to get out Saturday night as soon as the race was over. Yeah. Eli was one of those guys like trying to book it to get out of there. He has mm. this big lifted Ford F-150 like 4x4 truck that was parked behind the Cowie rig next to his motorhome. It got stuck in the mud. <laughs> him like, dude, the big 4x4 got stuck. Big B had to fire up the Cowie Terex and pull him out so he could oh. get on the way. And I was just like, this dude has to be just seething right now. Oh. Uh, but like, A-Ray, you, you couldn't have seen this, and I don't know how much TV coverage that they showed Eli rode that bike like he was Eli. Like, yeah, he was he as hard not. on that thing as he's ever been. Uh-huh. It was never, like, back it down or anything like that. He was balls to the wall from the time the gate dropped. Yeah. And, they, like, and that's not going to work. Yeah, and yeah. Th- and that's where that's where it comes in. Like, the rider has to take a little bit of, you know, blame, you know, like like me. You know, I like I said, I it went through my head, like, save the bike, save the bike. But maybe I should have been a little bit more conservative because i feel like there was times where i was like i would get sketchy and cross rut and i would just finger bang the freaking clutch for like 15 seconds like oh my god i gotta get out of here but you know like like i said like eli maybe he should have backed it down a little bit and made it because his bike my bike actually made it longer than his yeah oh yeah because mm-hmm, I, I passed him. <laughs> I see so, him on the side of the track. I was like, yeah, whoop, that sucks. And then here I go, boom, 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 <laughs> like 15 seconds later. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> so Eli's down, what, 40 points down, Anton? Yeah, it's a lot. So uh, like, it, it's the, a lot. This, this title, is it premature to say it's out of his reach? Dude. I mean, he's overcome huge point deficits before, but it's a shorter but season. But it's a shorter series, yeah, and he's already got two um, down. And you got to think, would, too, Zacho's solid. I mean, he yeah. was... He was outside of the top five, what, once last year Dude, in the yeah. whole series? And mm-hmm. how that day went yesterday, or this weekend yeah. for him, and he, he still, still gets the overall? Dude. Like, come on. Like, wow. Uh, I wouldn't count Eli out by any means, uh, just because it is so gnarly. And then, like, think about it. It could rain again this weekend, yeah. you know? Like, I just I just looked at the weather right knows? now. It's Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Rain. Oh, oh my gosh. Shit. Thursday, Friday. Yeah, rain, ha- yeah, half an inch total between Thursday and Friday, and depending on what this – first storm that makes like landfall into louisiana does it'll do what what always happens it'll just kind of like go up into that rust belt area and just park itself too hmm. 
Um, but yeah, that was that was just gnarly. But like honestly, there were very few guys that got away from there without bike issues. Um, yeah. Marvin was probably one of the Marvin was probably one of the few tickle. And and Adam, I mean, very few guys. There was only five guys that finished in the top ten in both motos in the mm-hmm. four, in both motos of the four fifty class. That's huge. I mean, that that's a big deal, and it just shows how how wild Saturday was. Yeah. Uh, as far as Eli and all that stuff goes, too, I, I know that there are probably a lot of people thinking like, "Oh yeah, see, he's choking, he's choking." I, I mean, if this was even just as gnarly as last Saturday was, not a mud race, it'd be a totally different variable. Like. I, mean, I don't he know. wasn't choking. So I think he was up there. I mean, he was pretty Dude, solid. Both motos, moto. it's just his bike choked. Mm. He yeah. didn't, you know. And like, and there's a lot of criticism of the Cowie team. Like, they should build the bike around him, and they can only do so much. They're not going to pull yeah. like a full mud thing out of. They're not going to all of a sudden put like some caterpillar engine in there that's going to power through everything. Like <laughs> yeah. that's what they. I have, mean, Adams lasted. You know? Yeah, Adams lasted. I mean, the thing already has an oil cooler, got a fan, it's yeah. got oversized radiators, it's got, it's got all these things, you know, already, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, sort of, you know, hey. But yeah. I mean, they showed they showed Eli early on in one of the motos, and Grant was like, "Oh, he's got to calm down if he wants that bike to last." And sure enough, I mean, yeah. he, he, like you said, Anton, he was still. Riding like Eli, hard on the mm-hmm. clutch. You know, one of the things when I talked to uh, R.J. Hampshire yesterday for How Was Your Weekend, he said through the whole first moto, he never rode at 100% Dude. because he knew he had to let it, let it uh, mm-hmm. try to save the engine. So he didn't rev it as hard, tried not to hit the clutch. So, I mean, I can't imagine being out front like that and not riding and not 100%, pushing it, right? Yeah. yeah, and then you have Ferrandis, like, Dude. Two, like two seconds behind you, and he, yeah. he's kind of coming, and then and you have no goggles, no know, goggles, no nothing. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So See, I rewatched the 250 race. What McAdoo was doing in those first few laps—that was unsustainable. Like he mm-hmm. can't do that and think he's going to make it all the way through. He's mm-hmm. going to yeah. because he was on the ragged edge a couple times, and it, especially at that point, it was easy to get out of nowhere and then like park the bike and drown it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and and even for RJ too, I think that. He, he even lent the bike home a little bit. You know, he knew it was it was going down. Uh, yeah. Burley for him though never pulled in for goggles. Like he was toasted Dude. after that one. Yeah, I didn't first moto. I couldn't. Yeah, but second moto I pulled in for goggles. First moto I I ditched the goggles, couldn't see anything, and then I was like, wow, I can see everything now. It was good. <laughs> and if I got roosted, I'd just like duck my head. But I could mm-hmm. see. You know, it was crazy. So, but then you came in and got new goggles. The second moto I did. The first moto I just stayed out there and and just yeah. I didn't come in for goggles or anything. So like that. did you get roosted in the face when you had no goggles on and your face was all muddy? Yeah. What's yeah. it like when your face is all covered like that? Yeah, you can't. And tell. then you put goggles on. Is it instantly okay or does the mud in your face? Well, start it bouncing yeah. Around? It, well, I mean, usually like in a mud mud moto, like you're not really jumping much, but there, like you could still do the jumps, so it would so like the, sh- yeah, pieces yeah. would go oh, up geez. and down, yeah, yeah. Okay, can we talk a little bit about Tick getting second in the first Dude, moto and fourth overall? He's actually calling me right now. We, I huh? wish we could plug it in because he's calling me. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he was Dude. freaking ripping. He he passed me first moto. Uh huh. Like I mean, obviously he was lapping me. Um, but he was he was out there just having a ball. You could just tell because he was just like woo, like he was yelling at me like let's go, dude. Yeah. But yeah, I mean he was he was ripping. Dude. Like like you said though, like him, AC. I don't. I can't really speak for Marv because I haven't really watched him ride closely. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, other than at the races. But those two dudes, they don't. They can ride without the clutch. Yeah. Like and they don't Craig, need it. I mean, he had 
top ten finishes both motos. Mm-hmm. He's like that too. So yeah, him and then also Anstey. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Anstey. Talk about the TV coverage. He's the one. He's one of the ones oh, who got dude. screwed. Yeah, he got screwed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So I mean, did you talk to Tig? I mean, yeah, I talked to him a little bit. He's just, I mean, pretty much he got he got a good start. He had a. Um, it was weird because he had pretty good gate pick both races mm-hmm. and he did not go by anyone like he usually at loretta's everyone wants to start on the inside mm-hmm. but tickle first moto he was like 10 10 gates down to the outside of the box oh really yeah outside of the that far outside i'm like uh-huh. huh i guess because there was no good gates on the inside like coming out and he found one on the outside i think he got that gate both motos wow yeah and he came out pretty good over there so yeah, I mean he was all the way on the outside if you look at it. So mm-hmm. yeah, and then uh, yeah, I was just so pumped for him, you know. And Dude, yeah, he was I so text, and you know you don't get any service when you're there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good job. Was... I'm so psyched for you. And all he right back was yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> I think he even like put in a little yeah, baby on the on the podium a little bit at the end. <laughs> he was stoked. <laughs> he was pumped. Dude, that's killer. But, okay, so Barsha waxes everyone in the first Dude, moto. Annihilation. Um, but I don't think they rebuilt his bike for the second moto. Is that oh. what it is? And he does not save the motorcycle at all. Yeah. Like, he rides like normal. So, Anton, did his bike let go, or did he nurse home a struggling bike? No, his bike let go, yeah. which is a bummer. But he, he, Justin's smart enough, too. Like, he knows, like, hey, man, this thing's going to have limits. Like, I can only do what I can do. Uh, and if you look at him, I mean, he's probably one of the better mud riders we have in the United States. Mm. He didn't seem to have a lot of the goggle issues that other people had or anything. Like, Barsha just, he knows what to do in the mud. Yeah, that's, that's well, why. Well, and obviously, too, if you get the whole shot, whenever the track is like that, you can keep your goggles. <laughs> Every, everyone yeah, else, no. Because, totally. I mean, for one, I mean, roll-offs, you can still, like, keep it going. But tear-offs, if you have tear-offs and you're, like, on that start, second moto, I had tear-offs. We all get sprayed, and all the water goes in between the tear-offs, yeah. and you cannot see anything. Yeah. Anything. And roll-offs, mm-hmm. it was, I don't know, all right, the Scots are a little bit more of a wider. They're wide, yeah. Wide. Wide. So, my ex-brands, they were, they were a little bit more narrow, so I couldn't see as much with the, with the, the, roll-off. the roll-offs. But, yeah, dude, he, uh, he got the start on that first one, for sure. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, was, oh, that, sure. was, that was key to get a good start mm-hmm. and keep your goggles. I think, wasn't Christian, like, in second for a while? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got up there. He, and do you know what happened to him, uh, Anton, like, while he dropped back? Second moto, he was about to cook the bike. I mean, the last few laps, the thing was smoking like crazy. He was he did really well because him and Tomac kind of had their own little battle quite a few times all day on Saturday. But Christian knew, like, the bike was starting to get really hot. I have one photo of him coming through Storyland, and it's just, like, puking out steam everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so good of him to, to coast it home. See, it's a guy like Christian, too. Like, if he was having bike troubles, then you know how gnarly it is. Because he's not a guy that's, like, riding the thing overly hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just an indicator of how gnarly it was. Uh, yeah, Christian did really, really well. I, I was pumped for him. Because he he was way due for a good result. It was starting to get a little bit like, yo, come on now. Like, this has to happen soon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, on to the antsy thing, too. You know, I think that was huge. I think we all knew if conditions get really gnarly this year, ANSI is going to step up and do it. 
I don't know if enough people give credit to the GP scene, but like last year, he's winning motos over there. He's yeah. winning overalls and all that stuff until he got hurt and then couldn't make those uh, last few rounds. Him to come in injured like he is, he's super behind the eight ball. If this season had started in May, like he said in the press conference on Saturday night, he's not gracing the first few rounds. Like he really got aided by this extra time and starting in late August to figure out the bike and get up to speed. And he wants to stay in the United States too. Like he's figuring out this whole program himself right now with the HEP team. Mm-hmm. So that for them to get a third place, I know that a lot of people think like, wow, you know, are they capable of it? Like, is that really capable of doing it? It's unbelievable that Anstey in his fourth moto put the bike on the podium. Like, that's yeah. unreal. And you know what? He got hosed by that lapper that fell in front of him. Oh. Yeah, dude. So I mean, he, such a he, bummer. He could have won that moto, I think. Yeah, he he was doing good. That was such a bummer. Mm-hmm. So I asked him. I was like, okay, so when that guy fell in front of you and you're leading and you get held up mm-hmm. and, and then, uh, you know, you get passed, Zach passes you, I go, what what expletives were you saying in your helmet? <laughs> I go because I know you 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 Brits have different words that we don't have. <laughs> and he said some word I'd never heard of before. He said, ah, I was really calm. It was really I didn't uh, I didn't actually freak out and start cussing. But uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see how he does. It's funny when I saw him at uh I saw him at Fox Raceway last week, and I don't know why, but like you know, does he wear a chef's checker underneath? I mean, he looked kind of yeah, bulkier. Does. And the 103, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but the first thing I thought of was Tortelli. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. And on, like, a Suzuki, too? Yeah. <laughs> Thor gear? Yeah. yeah. He's one Schwomi helmet away from being Seb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, he, he'll be a threat when we get to Spring Creek. He will be very gnarly up there. That is, that's, like, perfectly his conditions, and I think Redbutt will be good for him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the rumors aren't true about Redbud, right? Apparently not. Rumors. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, about Redbud getting canceled, that was that was like gung ho because I think I told this story last week on the podcast. After the race was over at Loretta's one, I was walking away from the podium and I heard like two team managers talking. Okay, so we're gonna have this meeting tonight. You'll hear that Redbud's canceled. Press release will go out, and I just like heard that in passing and didn't stop and like dig into it. Mm-hmm. And then. Another team person came up like within two minutes and told me the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then another person from a separate team told me the same thing. So I went into the media center and I went to Brandon Short, the MX Sports media manager. And I'm like, hey, so, you know, I'm about to start driving home. Can you tell me what time I should expect this press release so I can pull over? And he's like, yeah, what press release? I'm like, Redbud's canceled. And he's like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? And then Nick McCabe from Redbud or from MX Sports came over and we talked. They're all good to go. Um, they had their big vet weekend this past weekend up there. I know that that's a huge deal, and honestly, it'll probably be about the same amount of people that go to that that will go to the National uh, in a couple weeks over Labor Day. They should be good to go. Uh, so I think that that one's all good. Uh, the one that I honestly hear the most like concern about is Florida because mm. it seems like some people think it's going to happen, some people don't, some people think it is, some people it's not. Um, and then the other one would be, I know the California thing for Fox Raceway because it's on tribal land. They could always take advantage of that if that's possible. But who knows if we get into the middle of late October and, and figure out what happens from there. Yeah. But yeah, right now, everything like Spring Creek could be a potential to have multiple races is something that I heard. Uh, high points never off the table as far as I can hear, like as far as everybody's told me. 
And then Indiana, you could have multiple races there, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, them having the second race at Loretta's this weekend, too, uh, especially because the amateur race that Washougal had already sold tickets and packages and all that stuff. Or not tickets, but, like, race entry spots, not tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of that stuff went off this weekend. For them to have the race at Loretta's, they lost a ton of money. There was maybe only, like, 1,500, maybe 2,000 people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There Washougal was nobody there to be this packed, week. too. There was a lot of people at Washougal this weekend just for yeah. the amateur stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, A-Ray, because you raced, I think, honestly, that if it wouldn't have rained, you guys would have been really unhappy with that track. Oh, hey, Anton. So- let's, yeah. Uh, hold on one sec. Uh, let's get a tickle on the line. Tick. Yo. Hey. Let's try to get Anton back. Oh. Here we go. Are you back, Anton? I'm back. All right, we got Brock Tickle on the line. We were just uh, we were just talking about how stoked we were for you uh, with the great showings at Loretta Lynn's too. So, dude, how was it? Honestly, the conditions were tough. Um, I enjoy those conditions, so that obviously that that's a positive. But obviously, it's good to be back racing and kind of be where I want to be. Um, even second moto, like it wasn't the best start. Came from the back and still was in the mix. So um, overall, it was a good weekend. Dude, how how pumped were you when you crossed finish line in second? In the first moto. Well, honestly, I'll be I'll be straight up. I didn't know what place I was in. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, because the mechanics area, A Ray will judge for this. Like the ruts were so gnarly on that little short straight, and were kind of going slow, and it was hard to focus on looking at the pit board and going in a rut at the same time. Oh, so yeah. I just said, you know what? I'll just keep going and keep going, and then just see where I'm at. And then when I came over the finish, I was like, I know I did good, but I didn't know I got second. <laughs> <laughs> Did uh did they uh did they swap your engine between motos? No, they didn't. I mean, obviously there was questions. I mean, when we got back, if there was any issues or whatnot. But I just asked for them to check the clutch, and I think maybe I had a fresh clutch for second moto. But the engine, yeah, no engine swap all day. Yeah. Okay. So you're uh you're you're a Michigander, right? So you're used to riding in the mud. Or would you can you consider yourself a mudder? Yeah, I mean, I grew up in North Carolina, so same same kind of crap. Like, honestly, <laughs> summertime, afternoon showers, kind of like anywhere on the East Coast. I mean, you're going to get rain in the afternoon in the summer. And, um, yeah, I mean, and the dirt is similar to kind of what we raced on. So it was definitely what I grew up on racing for the most part. I mean, it wasn't wet all the time, but that's the condition we had if it, if it was wet. Mm-hmm. So did you so, ride differently in 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 uh, Loretta Lynn's too because of the mud than you would normally? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was I was easier on the bike because I knew that was going to be something you needed to do. Hear, the, um, hear that, Alex? So, yeah, yeah, I hear that now. <laughs> so I changed my lines as well. Like second moto, I actually I got dirt clogged in my perch, so my clutch wasn't working properly. Um, the lever. So I actually had to stop using my clutch about, for the most part, there was one corner on the track I kept using it, but it was sticking because it got so much dirt clogged in, in the lever. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically at like halfway, I stopped using my clutch other than, like I said, then one spot on the track and whenever I had to use it in that one spot, I actually had to push the lever out to release it. Mm. Oh, so wow, that's that part was kind of a little, it was, it was tough, but I mean, everybody was dealing with something at that point. I mean, the track was gnarly and 
I mean, second motor, the track actually got pretty good there at the end as well. Like, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Yeah, it did get better, like, halfway through the second moto. I mean, obviously, it was a little too late for me, but like like he said, there was actually lines that you could take and, uh, I don't know, actually be, it felt sort of normal, I guess. It sort of tacked up because, I mean, I don't know if Tickle felt this, but it, it rained right before the 250 moto, mm-hmm. the second 250 moto. But by the time it came around to us, the sun was already out, it had been out, and when we were sitting on the gate for the second moto, it was actually kind of hot. <laughs> Yeah, it was hot, and then I was like, well, the track's going to freaking tack up pretty good. It's going to be pretty sticky. Yeah. But for the most part, it turned into a pretty good racetrack for the second moto. Mm-hmm. And they worked a little bit of the of the track, too, um, in between the 250 and our moto. But the the ruts, they were getting super, super deep, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Tickle had this happen on his bike, but I went through a few ruts, and then I had to, like, pump up my front brake a few times because my front brake, it would, like, I don't know if it was the rotor that would bend or something from the ruts being so deep. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was kind of weird there. The yeah, I, the first moto I had had where the front brake was going in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I started doing as well is because, I mean, you'll agree, the ruts are so deep that if you leaned over at all, it was dragging the, the swing arm basically against yeah. the rut. So, basically, I would just sit the bike straight up and go through the rut almost. Mm-hmm. So, I was more upright. And then also my lines... Like, a lot of my lines are pretty, I would say, creative, to be honest. I would go really wide coming in and then cut across all the ruts because... Yeah, I started doing that, too. Yeah, like, I mean, the second moto, like I said, like you said, it got better towards the end. But before that, even first moto, all I was doing was coming in the corner super wide and then literally pivoting before the corner and then just cutting across all the ruts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole, so, spot, the whole spot before the Ten Commandments, it was just... It was shit. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah, that section was that section was not fun. I was not looking forward to that that part of the track the whole lap. I mean, from the Ten Commandments to basically the original finish line, I thought the track was pretty decent, other than the left-hander sweeper with the sand. Um, but I mean, everywhere else I thought was decent. Like you could manage, you know what I mean. But that that one part of the track, you really had to. I don't know. I, I I was really cautious through there and made sure I didn't make mistakes. And I mean, you probably saw it as well, but there was people stuck. It seemed like in that same left hander before the right hander before the Ten Commandments, there was there were yeah. guys there every moto sitting there. <laughs> so yeah. Now, Brock, what what uh, rear tire did you run? Did you run the normal tire? Or did you run the paddle? I ran the normal tire all day. I mean, I've I've never ran the new Dunlop um scoop and i think it might have helped obviously but i mean i don't know what you ran i know you ran a scoop i think i saw in practice but dude the 10 commandments and anywhere where it was oh hard had to be slipperier than snot dude if anybody was watching me in practice they'd have seen all three number plates on in the 10 commandments <laughs> and that step up and that step up after the amateur like you do like that th- turning three and then that little step up yeah, over the yeah. tunnel Oh, they just seen all three yeah, number are. plates of A Ray. Oh, right there. I ran the scoop all day. Okay. Oh, okay. But for the Ten Commandments and that step up, oh my God. Dude, you could not stick a freaking back to the throttle. Dude, you <laughs> hammer gas. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't stick a freaking needle in my ass crack through there, man. I was like Puckered. Puckered. Puckered through there. It was slick. <laughs> Especially with the paddle, but this Maxis, they have this new paddle. Mm-hmm. It, it looks similar to a Pirelli um, scoop, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you that Maxis scoop is freaking good, dude. Yeah, the Maxis scoop is good. 
It's good. You're going to run that at Millville? I'm probably going to end up running it at every single freaking national for the rest of the year because I guess it's just <laughs> deciding to rain at every single one. <laughs> There's there's a there's a little bit of a chance of rain on Thursday and Friday before Crawfordsville, Indiana. So Brock, we talked about it earlier. So you might get a little bit of a blessing this weekend too with some some shitty conditions. Hmm. Yeah, I I want it to be dry and rutted. To be honest, like I want it to be. I want like it to be like Loretta's the second moto at Loretta's one. I thought the track was good. Yes, yes. Loretta's even Loretta's one I thought was too wet. Still, I want it to be rutted, but I want it to dry out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Tick, so, so you, you know, you've always been this perennial top five contender, you know. You, you've been away for the, from, the, from the scene for over a year, and you come back and bam, you know, top five in your second race back. You have to feel super good about that. I mean, my last outdoor before the Reddas, the first one this year was uh, 2017 Millville. So... It's basically three years of no motocross racing. So it's kind of gnarly to actually think about it like that. So for me, and honestly, the last podium finish I got was in 17. Actually, no, not in a moto. I went 4-4 at high point and got third overall there. Mm -hmm. But 2016 Redbud and Muddy Creek were my last podium podium finishes in a moto and overall. Mm -hmm. Um combined and then my last second place actually at a national was uh i think it was 2012 oh wow yeah so it's been it's been a while like you said i've always been around four to seven for the most part Mm -hmm. um throughout my 450 career and outdoors yeah well dude we're all super pumped for you so congrats and hope to see that uh momentum carrying the next week yeah i'm looking forward to it i just i honestly just want to race those guys i know the class is deep and whatnot but i just want to be in the mix Mm -hmm. under every condition so if that if my best finish i mean you know how deep it is if my best finish if i go eight eight and i'm in the mix with the guys i'm good with that yeah um i don't want to put a number on it i just want to go out there and battle with these guys i don't know if you saw the post but uh after moto one i was like tough dude is it is it mere coincidence that Barsha and Tickle are the recipients of the first two Swap Moto Live merch t- t-shirts. And then they go yeah, one, two. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was great publicity for Swap Moto Live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Hey, Tick, thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. Um, Ariel will give yeah, you a no buzz back here when we're done. Yep. All right. See you, man. All right. See you, boys. So, Anton. Mm-hmm. How, how you know he's he's playing it cool right now, but like you were you were around him doing his how was your weekend? But was he pretty stoked? Oh yeah, Tick Tick doesn't show a ton of like whoa he's always happy, but you could tell when the dude is happy. Yeah, like, yeah. And he he's so fun to have back at the track. And when I'm not saying that just because we got off the phone with him, but like Ara, you know, like he does a lot of fun like joking shit talking. He oh yeah, of course. Life. Like he's awesome to have back and like. There is not one person in the pit area that's bummed or not happy for Brock. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, everybody sure. is stoked that Brock is back and that he did what he needed to do because it's been there, you know. And after the JGR thing, to get hurt like he did, like, dude, he's a very talented guy. And it sucked because in the press conference the other night, he's like, you know, who knows what my career does after this? And uh, Brock's so young. I mean, if anything, like, he, he could be doing this for like another three, four, five years and be good to go, Yeah, you know. Like he's, he's definitely got the potential. 
Yeah. Um, hey, Ray, what I was going to say, and I, I was going to ask Brock, but I didn't get the chance because uh, everyone was just so pumped. Did you feel like the rain actually helped because of how slick and how hard all that stuff was underneath? Like, if it doesn't rain before between practice and those motos, dude, you guys were on, like, the 15 freeway just hauling ass. Um, I think it would have dried up and it would have got pretty rutted, I think. Um, it's hard to say. It is hard to say. I mean, because, I mean, to be honest, the lap times in practice were shit. They were pretty close to what they were last week whenever, mm -hmm. you know, so I mean, it's hard to say, man. I don't know, because whenever I was watching the first 250F moto, it looked like the first few laps that they were going really fast. And they were just like sloshing yeah. around and sliding and stuff. And then once it got to our moto, it was like, okay, bull. Like, it just, like, shit started tacking up and it, it got a lot slower. But um, I don't know. I think it would have been, who knows. It did come a pretty good rain in between practice, though, and the races. Mm -hmm. yeah, and like you guys were saying, too, about the tires thing, like, to have that scoop tire on is huge. But when the base layer of it's, like, slick like ice like that, I mean, yeah, they're... It was definitely yeah, way different track conditions in different parts of the track. Right before practice, I guess the first 250 guys went out on the track, and then it was pretty much like a freeway, like you said, and they were already down to that hard base. The Dunlop guys, they're like, you could just tell that they were like running back, like tell everybody to switch to their normal tire. Tell, tell everybody to switch <laughs> really? to the normal tire, yeah. And by that point, I was like, well, shit, maybe I should go back to a normal tire. And then I was thinking, I'm like, nah, I'm just going to run the scoop, you know, because that scoop is so good. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I just decided to stay with the scoop. Um, a lot, I know a lot of the factory teams, they stuck with the normal tire because like Brock said, there was a few slick sections, mm -hmm. obviously like the 10 commandments. I mean, but there was only what, two or three guys that were tripling through the thing. Yeah. Shit. You mm -hmm. can double through them 10 commandments if they're ice. Yeah. There was a couple laps. I saw top guys just rolling through them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. so it wasn't really for how deep it was. It wasn't too much of a gain to run a normal tire just for those two spots on the track that were slicker than dog shit because mm -hmm. the rest of the track was literally like a mud bog you see how deep those ruts are yeah. the thing was a bottomless pit dude do you yeah. know what's crazy was the the ruts going into the turns they weren't straight they're squiggly no. dog everybody was freaking head yeah. shaking going through there <laughs> blah, 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 dude blah. how about that was it ferrandis where he, he took his hand off for a split second to pull a tear off and it just went. See yeah. that that's the that's the shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Because I did that about thirty times. Yeah. And that's where I'm like <laughs> in the clutch because yeah. I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to fall. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to dodge pit board or or the billboard and freaking all that other shit. So I'm that's when I'm using the clutch. Hey, do you think the scoop tire helps you at all? Like not using the clutch coming out of the corners. I would say so, yeah. It, yeah. it hooks up a little bit more. Now, there was a dude on a 250F. I was watching practice a little bit over by the mechanics area. Uh -huh. Kid in practice, it got down to the hard base, and he had a scoop on. He'd come out of the turn, and then hit like a hard tacky spot or something and almost looped his bike out. <laughs> he yeah. almost fell off the back of the thing. Yeah. Uh, 250. Yeah. Hmm. That's crazy. How, how gnarly is it that Brock said they didn't even think dude. about rebuilding his engines? They just put a clutch in it. That's gnarly. And he's all, I think they had a clutch. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> who knows luckily i mean hey this is this is good for a ray but i've had the same clutch on my bike first two rounds <laughs> both wait even after all that mud <laughs> yeah it was still good <laughs> did cholo mike open it and look at it yes he's like nah dude clutch is good dude <laughs> was he smoking before <laughs> no 
Bro, I swear. Huh? I swear. You still have that callus I mean, on your clutch finger? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I do. <laughs> but, but I mean, I mean, it is a recluse torque tribe. Those yeah. things, they do last a long time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, first two rounds, same clutch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's pretty good, dude. That, I mean, that's pretty good for A-Ray, and it both being mutters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so, hey. Hey, kudos. Bike still got hot and blew, blew up some shit, but. Dude, how about those JGR bikes off the start? Yeah. Again. Bro, so good. Amart oh. and Freddy. Amart, dude, crushing dude. the start. Poor guy. I feel so bad when he was Second just, moto, he could was not get the gone. bike back up. Yeah, we've had a lot of 450 talk. Let's talk about the 250 guys. Yeah, hey, let's take a quick break first. We'll be back more. Okay. And uh, talk about the beauties. Hey guys, this is Shane McGrath of the Star Racing Monster Energy Yamaha team. BC Fit Mills has been a huge tool in my success by keeping me healthy, energetic, and recovering the best way I possibly can. All their meals are super delicious, ready to eat, and take the guesswork out of trying to eat right daily. Visit their website at bcfitmills.com and sign yourself up today. Out here, on the edge... Failure is no option. Here, you don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey, it's Gohan, team manager of the Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha team. Works Connection has been building the best aluminum parts in motocross for over 30 years. From the awesome Pro Launch Start device to their original axle blocks. Works Connection parts are designed and produced in California, and we are proud to use them on our factory race bikes in Supercross and Motocross. Check them out at worksconnection.com. What's up? This is Christian Craig. As a motocross racer, being in top physical shape is a must, and my favorite way to train is cycling. And whether it's road biking or mountain biking, I rely on Roy Cyclery to keep my bikes in perfect running order. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop. What's up, Swap Moto fans? The Toyota Escondido Action Sports Team supports some of the biggest racers in the sport, like Aaron Plessinger, Shane McElrath, Dean Wilson, Axel Hodges, Colt Nichols, Brian Deegan, and more. With over two decades of supporting racers, we've become known as the place to buy a Toyota truck in Southern California. Toyota Escondido is a proud sponsor of the Swap Moto Live Show, and all you have to do to get the best deal on a quality Toyota truck is mention the show and tell them you want the Action Sports Special. Check us out online at toyotaescondido.com for more. Hey everyone, Don Moyetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge Hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Let's be honest now. Next, cleaning air filters or changing oil. Tightening spokes is one of the most tedious jobs when it comes to working on your bike. When it comes to wheel sets from W though, you know that they'll stay straight and true and the spokes will almost always stay tight. There's a reason that factory teams and top riders everywhere rely on W. 
When it comes to anything wheel related, your one-stop shop is WUSA.com. Check them out. Welcome back to the Kickstart Podcast presented by Pro Taper. Thanks for listening to those commercials. If you heard the WUSA one, uh, you can mention the Swap Moto Live podcast when you're checking out there and get a nice discount from John Anderson and his lovely wife, Kristen. So, um, But yeah, 250s. How sick is it that both Martins were on the podium? Dude. That was actually really cool. So yeah. badass. Yeah, that was good. And Amart was freaking gone, second yeah. moto. Dude, how about him in the first turn just speedboating it through that <laughs> turn? That was pretty sick. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, lot. I mean, RJ, he freaking crushed it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, Ferrandis, I guess he was just sort of there and managing, right? Yeah. Those poor, I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy Martin, he freaking, his bike did not look good, the second moto. Like, yeah. it looked no. like it was about to go somewhere. I, I feel like all those Geico bikes had a little bit of a issue. issue. Is it because yeah. is it because that their engine package is so, so on now? the edge, you think? Yeah. Because, I mean, they've been struggling for power. I mean, it's no mm-hmm. secret. Do you think it's because their engine is so hot that it's... That's what I was thinking, too. Going? Because yeah. poor Hunter, dude. Another one, right? Another DNF? Yeah. 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 Well, I think John, he, no, he, Hunter popped his no, shoulder out. Dislocated his shoulder. Oh, yeah, he popped right. his shoulder he out. He's yeah. done for a while. Oh, yeah. wow. God, dude. that poor guy. Yeah. yeah. But, dude, it's such a bummer for him, too, because he was going pretty good. Yeah. Like, he was up there for a bit, and he needed, like, a good one like that to get going. But I guess he didn't even crash. I guess he just, like, his shoulder came out of place because of the mud. Jeez. That's so Without crazy. crashing. That's pretty That's what that's they said. You want to know the only other time I've heard of something like that is when the Cannondale motocross bike was out. Mm, Our test rider, right. Michael Young, was ripping on it at Glen Helen, uh-huh. and he got such a bad head shake in Bud's Creek that it dislocated his shoulder. Oh, oh. my gosh. But now, I could see that, too, because whenever they... were talking about, huh? Yeah, when yeah. they prepped the track, mm-hmm. for what, they, they put all the mud inside the ruts. Like, yeah. they'll just, like... Put like uh, just, just run the dozer, yeah. Scrape it over so you can't see the ruts whenever you come around, or like, and whenever you do go into the ruts, your bike just comes to a stop and mm-hmm. they're hidden. So it maybe that that has something to do with it. Maybe he was just going like into a corner and he didn't know where he was. I mean, obviously because they had just prepped the track yeah. and he hit a soft spot and just Boom. came to a complete stop. Yep. Man. Yeah. Okay, so then we're talking about motors. Like, didn't Jet's bike blow up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the only one who Joe? only one who didn't blow up was Jeremy that second mo- or was Jeremy. Yeah. yeah, it was. And uh as bummed as you would think that the team would be after having all those issues, they were even more pumped for Jeremy's win. So like, yeah, they they knew that they were going to have some problems, but they were just psyched that Jeremy won cuz that was a big big statement by him. Yeah. Uh, Especially yeah, with dude, all like, the stuff that he's gone through this this past yeah. few years, you know, with mm-hmm. his back and everything. I mean, I felt like that was a huge relief for him. Um, even like 10, 12, 15 minutes into that moto, that bike looked like it was going to go mm-hmm. like his bike did. So he definitely did a good job of nursing it home. Hey, I didn't know this. I had kind of thought about it, but he came out and said it on Saturday. He's back home up in Millville, like full time now riding. You know, he's not out of Eli's out doing that stuff anymore. Like he was pre supercross season. So is Jeremy's right? bounced around a bunch. I don't think so. Um, but like Jeremy, he's done that quite a few times actually over, like his history he's just gone back and then went it ridden at home and then john and greta will have like another track for him to ride out at, at the top of the property or something mm-hmm. but yeah he's back in millville now riding so that'd be good for him 
you know, yeah. just to get back into it. Wow. So, uh, was it, uh, I know she didn't get Jeremy for how was your weekend? And I, I called him a couple of times was, uh, had no luck getting him to answer, but, uh, was he just hold up or, uh, yeah, he took off. I mean, so many guys bailed early and then he was on that, he was on that press conference thing. And then I just never got the chance to see him. There were a lot of 250 guys gone. I think even before the 450 motors were over. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just ready to get out of there. But I was really happy the fact that we even got to do How Was Your Weekend stuff. Yeah, so what, what was that? Uh, MX Sports loosened up some of the restrictions? Yeah, they put it on the teams. They said that they don't have a problem with us talking to people in the pits. Uh, we're just not allowed inside the rigs. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still kind of cut off. And then I had to pretty much keep, like, a good five, six-foot distance away from anybody when I interviewed them. Yeah, everybody um, had masks on. <laughs> it's funny. I, for the most uh, yeah. Who was it? Uh, Rensselin. I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> I, didn't know. I didn't recognize the eyes and the forehead. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, and that was cool. I think that that's even going to be like the start of some things easing up. I mean, it's still going to be a far cry until I can run back into the Husky truck and make coffee and stuff like that. But I think it'll get a little bit closer back to normal in these next few weeks, especially as we just keep running through rounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, what? Um, sorry, I was going to yeah. say something else about the 250 class. Sorry, yeah. Don. Yeah, uh, yeah. For the star guys, too, I know that they did pretty well, like Ferranis did well. Um, you could tell, though, that there was, they didn't really run their ignition or their airbox covers and all that stuff wide open like they have in the past. Like in that bike, especially, that's one of those where you're like, how, how will water go through? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ferranis did a really good job. Uh, just maintaining, but he didn't have like an excellent, excellent day. I thought he was going to get um, hamstring there in the beginning, and then just was never really a factor in the second moto either because they they did the wrong front tire. That's uh, what so it he was. Never felt comfortable on the yeah. Oh, okay, I was wondering. Hmm. What do you? Uh, okay, so Frandis obviously is strong. Malcarath is is doing really well. Uh, I'm kind of surprised thus far about Cooper. I mean, I know he broke his hand. Few weeks before the nationals, but uh, kind of like wait for him to be up there on the podium. I think it's just the injury is lingering yeah. a little bit because yeah. there's no reason he shouldn't be up there. I mean, we've seen him his speed. Yeah, he runs right with those guys. So he yeah. says it's his. Uh, you know, I, I talked on the phone yesterday, and he said his conditioning isn't there yet because he's only rode for two okay. weeks beforehand. But yep. uh, that's understandable. But how did how did he look, Anton? Did he look like he was just tiring Survival. out? Did he? Yeah, it was survival mode, huh? Pretty much. I mean, and that was that was pretty much the case for a lot of guys, too. I think that he had some issues. Like, maybe he went down or he had to go in and get goggles and stuff like that. But it never really seemed like he was up, like, going for it the way that other guys were. Mm-hmm. Um, especially early in that first 250 moto. That's when everybody just went, like, wild. And he, he really didn't seem to. But good by him because... It's going to take a lot out of you if you're always working your hand or the clutch or your front brake or whatever, like... He's in it, and he just signed that contract, too. You know, just get mm-hmm. through the summer. It's okay. Your future is pretty secure and set. And then come back next year and then just start clicking off wins because a lot of the guy, two of the guys that are on his team are that were in front of him at different times this year are going to be out of the class. Mm-hmm. This is his chance to step up. Just get through the summer safe and healthy and be ready to go for 21. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm looking at the results. How about our uh, rookies? Styles, eighth overall. And then Mumford, 10th overall. But then Lance Kobush, 
ninth overall. Yeah, Kobush was ripping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobush is a local kid to me, too. Yeah, yeah, he's um, out of Missouri, so gotta, right? Uh, yeah, I got to meet up with him because he's not that far from here. He's like an hour, hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kid's cool. He was an ex-PC kid for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then he was, he was on that Bar X team for a little bit, mm-hmm. but he's kind of just doing his own thing now. But, yeah, he's kid. He's yeah, he's on kid. KTMs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Dude, uh, speaking like, while we're on the 250 class, like, super bummer for the TLD KTM guys. Hartraft yeah. and Drake ran into each other uh, at the start, ran over each other's bikes. Mm-hmm. Hartraft got up, was, like, charging, did really, really well, and then last lap, last two laps, went through the Ten Commandments and the bike shut off because he worked way, way back up quite a ways. Uh, Drake did okay. I think he had some mechanical issues, though, too, in one of them. Um, RF was up there really, second moto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then goodbye Drake in the second moto, like ninth, not bad. Looking at the results, though, Cooper got sixth in the second moto. That's not bad. He's just not in the mix for the front of the pack like we mm-hmm. expected him to be. So, like, in saying all that stuff of, like, what's the problem, six is still not, not terrible. Um, yeah, it was weird because there were so many guys, especially in those 250 races, because it's just so wild. There are a handful of guys on those teams and everything, but there's a lot of privateers, mm-hmm. like a lot of privateers for the 250 class. Hey Ray, I remember last week at Loretta's one, your team out teammate Rod Bell was all stressing. because he didn't know if he was going to get to sign up and race at all because they yeah. had the cap in neither class this week. Did they hit that cap? There were, there were still some openings in the 250 class and the 450 class. Yeah, there was, there was so a lot. You of could opening. tell a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, did I see your one of your teammates um, riding practice? Uh, the chick, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah, Jordan she drive, she she rode practice or something, right? Well, okay, yeah, of course. She's oh, she racing tried. every race. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. is, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. She almost was able to, she was lined up for the second moto, and then they told her, they told her no. Oh. So she was an alternate. Like, yeah. yeah. Why did they tell her no? Um, I don't know. I think someone showed up at right oh. at the last minute. Um, but, yeah. She was almost in line to uh, make the motos. Yeah, she was right there for a second moto. Had her gear on, everything ready to go, and then they backed her off, which which is a bummer too. But, you know, but she's uh, she's gonna be trying this whole summer to make the motos, and uh, I think she can do it because she's yeah. ripping. Yeah, she's. I mean, she's not she's not riding bad at all. I think she's riding really really well. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she killed Loretta's right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She won all yeah. all of her motos. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so I mean, she's right up there. I think. I mean, she's a little bit off, but not too far um mm-hmm. i think you know with a few more races under her belt i think that she could probably get in one of these things what about muscles is she trying to no i think no she went back home oh but uh but yeah dude man there's a lot of people that were riding good this weekend that it doesn't show on paper obviously because they didn't finish mm-hmm. yeah i mean like heart Raff, he was running fifth uh that second moto and then his bike let go like yeah. sort of at the end there. dude how about when uh hampshire like got bogged down and stuck where where uh heart raft was broken down yeah. oh yeah and, he and heart raft out. just ran over there because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rj said uh in his hours weekend he's like yeah i got stuck and i'm screaming hey help me help me because i guess there's no rules against another rider helping yeah you. and he's like yeah he came over with one hand just yeah there's one little <laughs> one pinky under the yeah. fender and lifted it up <laughs> yeah heart raft <laughs> pulled the whole bike out yeah i mean and Another thing too, like what Anton was saying, that there's a lot of fast privateers. I mean, that Mason Gonzalez, dude, someone needs to freaking get him I on know. a freaking good bike because yeah. I think he can do some damage. And then you got Hardy Munoz, 
Mm-hmm. I was shook this week because he rode at my house all week, and mm-hmm. that little dude was freaking ripping. He's from Chile. Yeah. He's he was riding yeah. really really good. And then he's uh, legit, isn't he? Yes, he is legit because we did we did, I mean me and uh, Rod Bell we did a short moto with him. Rod Bell real because Rod Bell he's freaking pretty damn fast. He's got some really good sprint speed and like Rod Bell he maybe gained like five seconds. But that was it. Like, we all stayed the same, like, the whole time, man. I mean, it's my home track. Usually, like, I know the ins and outs of it. But, man, like, Hardy, I, he worked us. Mm-hmm. Or he did I mean, he worked me. He didn't work Rod Bell. But he worked me pretty good. And I was like, damn, this kid is legit. <laughs> like, he's riding good. And he's been up there, too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so uh, he, oh, go ahead, Anton. He did Supercross a little bit this year before the pandemic struck, but it was sketchy. Like, he was rough, rough in those free practices and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. I've watched that kid because if you, like, have some time, go on YouTube and just search, like, Hardy Munoz GoPro. He is gnarly at the amateur races. Like, some of his mini O's battles and stuff, he kind of has a reputation for racing guys hard. Mm -hmm. I think that kid is legit. And then on Mason Gonzalez, too, uh, he's kind of got the Rock River deal. He's through them. But he's not on, like, the full, full Rock River program like Joey Crown or Saltz or those guys are. Uh, so his is a little bit different. But I think that he's going to be getting a lot of people's attention next year. Yeah. Uh, especially as some of those 250 teams kind of restructure. Because it's going to be a big year for the 250 class of who gets moved around and who goes where. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, a lot of stuff's up in the air for the 250 class. I mean, you have a lot of guys leaving, you know, star yeah. You got people coming into Star. You got the whole thing, all the rumors with TLD and Husqvarna, yeah. Gas Gas, KTM, all that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy for the 250 class next year. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started. I'm s- silly season. I'm so excited. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everybody just ended up like Dude. in weird spots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see the Gas Gas team. Dude, I yeah, can't Yeah, same. Wait. Same, yeah, it's gonna be good. I like the silver wheels. Call me old school, Dude, but I like same. that. I like that shit. Yeah, it bring good. it back a little bit. Yeah, you know, those old was the 2011 Hondas. Yeah, oh, not hubs. even like maybe just like the the two stroke Hondas that like yeah uh, yeah with the red hubs and the silver wheels. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Man, so uh, anything else from the races, Anton, that we need to talk about? Uh, there's there's like quite a bit of stuff. Uh, like onto that silly season thing, Barsha is pretty much openly saying he knows he's not back in Yamaha next mm-hmm. year, but he's yeah. got multiple offers. Uh, but dude, it seems like the bike has made huge strides. Dude, I know. Recently, since they had all the personnel changes, I mean, he's yeah. happy. Like even at during the week at Elsnore and Paul, he's like genuinely happy. So that's unfortunate, but we'll see yeah. So it sounds like I mean, with him saying that too, that even leads more. You know, we already know. But it just it's another indication without a press release coming out that there is a big change coming to factory Yamaha's program next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but good for Barsha because, I mean, you know, even just a couple weeks ago, we were talking about how him to the GPs look so obvious. But he's got rides in the in the U.S. kind of lined up, and he'll ah. make a decision or an announcement I, I heard, in these next few weeks. I heard a weeks. rumor with him connected to the team we were just talking about. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, heard, I, heard, I heard a red bike. But, I heard a red bike, but, but it not. wasn't. It, but it wasn't silver wheels. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard quite a few red bikes were the option. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I heard like a big deal is the gear contract. Yeah, because we all know the yeah. stars doesn't want to leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. stars like and him are like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah who yeah. else is gonna um, make him t- gear that tight? 
No one. Nobody. <laughs> no one. <laughs> what did you do, rag? His riding pants are as tight as Anton's jeans. <laughs> you are. Mm-hmm. You are very correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always like seeing his stuff because it looks like cool, like Alpine Stars road race stuff. Yeah, yeah it's always cool. Yeah. yeah, how they do the graphic on the shoulder that looks like the shoulder caps of the leather suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty sick. Or the like the split jersey, like with the sleeves and stuff. It always yeah, it looks yep. super. It looks super road racy. Mm-hmm. Um, JGR is working on that that Cherokee Casino deal from the North Carolina tribe of um, mm-hmm. Native Americans. So what brand that, will JGR be on next year? Because Suzuki supposed to be right. Suzuki. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's all supposed to come through. It sounds like there's a new president coming into Suzuki US, but with the pandemic, some stuff has has obviously slowed it down. But anybody that is a like a motorcycle racing fan, Suzuki's kicking ass in MotoGP right now. They are a great team. Suzuki is not this like broke company. They are investing in good places. They have really good bikes and really good talent, and they're investing in the future. Mm-hmm. Sounds like this guy wants to invest in American motorcycle racing because they know how important it is. And honestly, that Suzuki over the last three weeks has been pretty damn solid at yeah. Loretta's. They did. Yeah. They had a great amateur week. Uh, Loretta's one was good. Loretta's two was good. There's a lot of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Savachi. He doesn't have a contract, I know right? That, yeah, he doesn't have a contract there for next year. It's just a one-year deal. But honestly, like, he could kind of go a lot of different places. I've heard his name being thrown around. Yep. That Cherokee deal, though, for JGR will take effect before the end of the year, or at least it's supposed to, from what I've heard, and then it'll be a long-term deal from there. So Suzuki's got a lot of stuff. Like, JGR has a lot of stuff hinging on that, but they also, J-Bone told me, have a couple fallbacks, so he's good with that. Um, so that'd be good for J-Mart, or for, yeah, for... Alex Martin, too, because Alex needs another year. Even in the press conference, he said, you know, we've we had another year to figure this bike out. It's gotten much better. Alex could be one of those guys that's, that's in this for the long haul at JGR. Mm-hmm. And he fits that crew really, really well. Um, other stuff just kind of going on. I think, like, with Honda, like, you see what's going to happen there. But I, I think that their, their support program for more teams is going to spread out next year. Everybody kind of knows Malcolm's not going back to Moto Concepts now, right. but then he's got some options that are out there. I think that, like, we knew that at Utah that he was done, but mm-hmm. now it's taken a little while for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a lot of weird stuff that's going to happen. Uh, D. Wilson, you know, it's a big year for him, but he's supposed to be all good. There's a lot of stuff going on. Like, some guys that I was, even before the pandemic started, wondering, like, hey, man, what are they going to do in 21? They're kind of getting taken care of for twenty one now, so it should be good next year. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, are there any legs still to the rumor that Reed is going to come back and do a few races? Uh, I haven't heard much of that. Uh-huh. All I've seen from him is just BMX stuff, and honestly, with <laughs> Chad not there, running. like yeah, yeah, with with Chad not there, like I haven't really dug in too much of like what all the other stuff is going on because dude, there it's just so crazy at the races right now. Anyway, with everything happening. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that meme? Yeah. Did you see that meme that said COVID won't last long and then COVID and it was a picture of Chad Reed's face? Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I haven't That's seen that. That's pretty good, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. That's pretty yeah. funny. Hey Anton, have you I've been hearing a bunch of rumors, even reading it on some different websites that Ferrandis's deal with Yamaha is pretty much done. Like that's kind of yeah. signed yep, right with, right? Okay. Yeah, so and then it'll be another thing at Star, you know, it'll okay. be through there. Um, and then with all that stuff too, it sounds like AP would go back to just be back under the Star Trek next year too. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, but yeah, that's a, somebody tried to ask Ferrandis about his contract in the press conference the other night. Obviously, he wasn't going to say anything about it. Yeah. But yeah, that one's 
that one's pretty much good to go. He was really being courted by KTM. Um, yeah. And they had everything ready to go for him to ride. Mm, no, I heard it was Gas what? Gas. Well, yeah, Gas Gas. Yeah, yeah. Gas Gas Group, and he was going to be put onto Gas Gas. Yeah. But uh, they the Yamaha thing came the together. Are you serious? See, I heard that, I heard that he money. almost got to test the bike. I heard they wouldn't let him test the bike until he signed a letter of intent. Oh, oh okay. That's a bummer. Uh, yeah, so with that one, Ferrandis is pretty much set. And I think that, I think in these next few years, it's going to get super interesting to see like him, Sex, and Adam because that's mm-hmm. that next guard that's developing. Mm-hmm. You know, especially as the other guys are out there. It sucks for Cooper. And like we had last year when Marvin, um, or, you know, when any time that they've had an open spot, they're not going to fill that, that role, you know, mm-hmm. especially for only seven races to go like it'll just be marvin on the track from here on out Mm -hmm. yeah i i uh i heard i heard something about ferrandis in his gear for next year and i hope it happens oh really i'll just say that oh gosh now i'm interested but you know what's cool about ferrandis is he's like a full chest protector guy yep like he believes in wearing every piece of protective equipment possible like if we have a top 450 guy is he the guy that's going to make chest protectors cool again? I already like, think he's why doing don't, it. Why don't you wear one? I have one. No, you wear that under protector. No, I have one. A uh, hard outside one? Oh, yeah. What is, who makes it? O'Neal. It's really? badass. Have yeah. you worn it? I've never seen you at wear it. At the practice track, I do. I wear, yeah. I wear it at Lake Elsinore if I do a like, photo with somebody. Because, like, you know, Christian's oh, been wearing one. I'll probably, wear, I'll probably wear it at Indiana if the roost hurts. Yeah. Yeah, you should do it. I think yeah. it looks sick now. i got to get it all stickered up and look sick, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? you got to get it stickered up first. Mm. You feel me? <laughs> you can't just over, sh- you can't just show up without stickers on your stickers freaking... over all the vents. And yeah, just overheat. Well, I mean, <laughs> it ain't it ain't very vented, but no, like it's freaking. I like I like the over O'Neal the one's cool. I like over the out. jersey. Yeah. I like over the jersey. You want me to get you one? I got well, I got you. See, I like I like over the you should get them one over the jersey chest stickers. I don't mind them, but every time I've ever worn in my life and been like, oh, cool, I'm used to this again. It's good. Good to be safe. Ross will like text me or something. You look fat. Oh, <laughs> see, and I'll be all, oh, that's, that's it. No, see, the, th- yeah. the thing about the under ones, it f- screws your Chase nipples, your bro. Nipples. Yeah. Your yeah. nips, they, they're not even there afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. the outside one, at least you got like the jersey and everything. Yeah. It's just sick. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts on I mean, We talked about it last week in our podcast, but Swanee has his guys wearing chest checkers over because he believes that it's cooler mm-hmm. than wearing it is. under. It is. Do you think outside one is cooler? Yes, 100%. So wearing one underneath is another layer closer to your skin, mm-hmm. and it's thicker too. Okay, like, yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's I think it's way better to run it over, mm-hmm. way more comfortable too. Now, what Do if you... we start wearing it, running uh, knee braces over? <laughs> Come on, I mean, hey, bro, <laughs> that would finally be good for you. The see knee that a lot in Tennessee, right? honestly. You see that a lot in Tennessee. There's Dude. a lot of knee cups like just shoved in the in boot. The boot? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is not. I mean. I wish it was an O'Neill chest protector, but back in the day, I didn't even know what O'Neill was. I just knew what Fox was. Mm-hmm. They had, like, the neon color ones. I had, like, a yellow mm-hmm. one and a red one. Those things were so sick. <laughs> if somebody comes back out with the, like, the no-fear color-injected oh, yeah. clear ones, it's over. It's, Dude, it's over. Those were Everybody so sick. I had the, yeah. the eight, was it HMP ones? HRP. HRP, HRP with the, with the shoulder yeah. pods. So they were they were clear, but they had the different color shoulder pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All mm-hmm. the fast kids had one. Mm-hmm. I, I told my dad I had to have one. I said, I want to be like the fast kids. I wasn't fast, <laughs> but I, I, had a, I had a chest protector like that. It was sick. Dude, the Bro, HRP you had that? Yeah. 
if you had that and SoCal racing gear, pff, dude, you look like 90% of the B group uh, in like early 2000 Super Bowl. Oh, no, dude, and it, everybody was, it, was, had it. it was like the last chance qualifier brought to you by SoCal Racewear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that stuff was sick. It's so funny, too, with the chest protector thing. Remember when under the chest protector was, or under the jersey was so frowned on, Don? Like, oh, that was what the yeah. Euros did, and it looked so ugly. Yeah. But then now everybody's doing everybody's it. Everybody's wearing it now. Yeah. Kenny was, like, the first top guy to really always wear one, right? Under, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 He, he used to wear the ones that went over your arms and shit. Mm-hmm. Your elbows. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had that full jacket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's part of that rule over there, too. They have to wear a hardback chest protector right. in the GPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I wonder, like, Ferrandis, how many chest checkers he gets or goes through. Dude, because I think he has the same one. Yeah, because he's, like, he's always riding with the number one Supercross one right now at, yeah. at Fox Raceway on the Tuesdays and, and Thursdays. if you look, one of the stickers on his chest pro, I don't know if they made his, his little... Uh, his number and name graphic or whatever, mm-hmm. but that graphics company isn't around. I don't think anymore. <laughs> I like no joke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man, but yeah, I got to get mine stickered up. By the way, yeah, <laughs> I need to get you one. We'll get, get you one. Get it done up. Yeah. I'll, I'll call Daddy Frank. We'll get you one. And you guys just tell Ross quit telling me I look fat with one on. Well, you just gotta <laughs> wear it over the jersey and you're good. No, like that's what I would wear. How does that make you look fat though? Know, you, just, <sighs> you look fat. That's all he said. Mm mm mm. Man. <laughs> <laughs> what about kidney belts? Have you? Did you no. ever wear a kidney belt? Yes, I've worn one. Yeah. Only when my back was jammed, though. Mm. Just to sort of save, yeah, you know, a little bit. But it's crazy. I saw Dennis Stapleton at uh, where was he? Uh, it was either Kauia, it was at Kauia. Uh-huh. He was testing a new one? a new Fox kidney belt. I'm all, what are you wearing, dude? Like, and he had a Fox one, an Alpine Star one. And some other brand. Do any guys run them? The only, the last top guy I knew that wore one was Ryan Morris. Oh, really? Yeah. I've seen a few of them. Yeah? Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember Raper, he used to wear one all the time. Under his jersey though, right? No, I think, no, he had that thing hanging out. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it wasn't good, very good looking. Yeah. But. Over the jersey, like, was badass in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy. That was sick. Jeremy used to run that Cinesolo one. That looked like it was like seven inches tall. You best believe if Southwick was on the thing this year, I'd be hitting up Daddy Frank for an O'Neill freaking kidney belt. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I have one. I have a. I think I have an EVS one at the house. Yeah. Hmm. Need to wear it. Mm. Don, is it time for you to do another expose on what happened to the kidney belt? No, I did. I did an expose on what happened to the open face helmet. But not you did one on the kidney belt. Did I do one no. on the kidney belt? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll never, we'll never see it because Transworld killed our website. And it's gone. Yeah. No, I think it's you in did magazine. it in print. It's you in did print. it in print. print. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember that being like a big, we had to call everybody, like, do you yeah. still make a kidney belt? Yeah. I think the only people that still make kidney belts now are Alpine Stars. EVS still makes one, I'm EVS pretty sure. EVS and I think Fox makes one. I got to check the O'Neill catalog. We got we to gotta look at that. EVS too. Hey, so, dude, guys, I'm better. Oh, yeah, I'm, let's talk I'm about this. So good news. I'm I'm hoping to get back on my dirt bike on Wednesday, I think. Mm. And I'm I'm fired up. I'm going to wear my UPS gear from O'Neill. <laughs> dude, you're going to look so good. <laughs> the brown gear. I'm going to wear it with you on huh? Wednesday. Yeah. I think I'm going to go to the track. We'll, we'll twin. All right, I'll, I'll have some brown brown, I'll bring, I'll brown bring, packages, and I'll like, carry packages around the track. I'll bring that chest protector. Huh? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Heck yeah. 
So yeah, I, I text Dahmer, hey, put on your calendar, Wednesday, we're going to Kuya. And he says, is this your comeback day? And I go, yeah, I'm going to. I rode my mountain bike all weekend, and my hand feels great. My neck feels good. We're going to Kuya. He writes, it's going to be way too hot. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh, bro. Oh. Oh. Soft as baby shit. He's just scared, probably. Huh? He's scared. Hey, just bring your O'Neill gear to the track, and I'll, I'll cut some holes in there like, like we oh, wait, do no, at the races. Don't you? I think Dahmer, Dahmer got a big box of O'Neill yeah, gear today. Hopefully, he got O'Neil. the airware. Did you get the airware? We'll cut some holes in your jersey, you know, for for Wednesday. Yeah. I'm professional. I know how to do it. It's going to be a wonderful day. I don't care how damn hot it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Twan, didn't you ride last yeah, week? Yeah, bring no? some of your freaking PNG there. Stay hydrated, bro, and freaking, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right now, Anton is the staffer who's riding the most <laughs> I th- I on his YZ250. Yeah, once a week. How's the clutch action on that? Are you like, yeah, 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 yeah? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty, honestly, you know how you watch like X Games back in the day and you'd watch like Taka ride like a YZ250 and he just like goes up to a jump and just like blips the throttle and you're like, how is that enough to get over those ramps? Mm. Yeah. I went riding on Wednesday and the 250 is so fast. Like that's what it felt like. It was just <laughs> like, look, look, like it's fun. It's fun to ride back here. Um, and. Yeah, I think I'm going to make my return to racing at the Missouri State Series race uh, September 12th and 13th. Oh, That's shit. Great. Oh, man. Yeah, hey, it's on. Anton, I hear that there's a new training facility opening up over there. I think Bubba Polly and some friends have something to do with that, or they're promoting it or something. Have you heard anything? Yeah, it's a double eagle. It's like uh, Who it's comes like up with these names? <laughs> double <laughs> eagle? Yeah, who comes yeah, I haven't been there. It looks legit. Like, yeah. I've seen GoPros and stuff from there. It's like a really rad little... Uh, like flowy layout. I rode at a track in Alton, Illinois. So like, honestly, not even more than ten minutes away from my wife's parents' house, like from my mom's house. Uh, ride organic. That's been around for a few years up here. That race that I'm planning to do is at Archview. So like, that's the local spot down in East St. Louis. I've been there. Uh, yeah, that place is good. Good dirt. It's good. And then um, I think the Monday after that race, there's a ride day at Lincoln Trail. Uh, the other way, like in eastern Illinois, but it's a big fly racing day, so I'm gonna try to go slip out to that thing too. Yeah, back when I was a fly guy, the whole the they did that um, ride day at Lincoln Trail, and I rode that track. Man, they had like this big whip contest and all kinds of stuff there. That track is really really good over there. It's it mm-hmm. it, it has a good layout. Yeah, I'm excited to go there. I haven't gotten to go there yet. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that one. There's a couple other tracks I know. There's like sweeney's which is a newer place it's been weird because you know i left and didn't really pay attention to what was here i knew there were a couple tracks and whatever but some of those tracks that i used to go to like as a as a little kid and as a teenager are gone now so that's a bummer but even just last wednesday it was cool to reconnect with some guys that i haven't seen in like five or ten years and mm. just say what's up like we went down to one shop jh motorsports about 15 cycles half hour away in freeburg illinois Saw those guys. Justin was my mechanic when I, you know, used to shop at the Honda shop. He was the guy at. So it's cool to it's cool to be home and kind of <clears throat> reconnect with everybody and see what's going on. And then as soon as the nationals are over, load the truck back up and then just kind of go. I want to go back to Monster Mountain really bad. Uh, I want to go ride that Motoland track up in Indiana. There's a bunch of places I want to go see. Hmm. <clears throat> hey, when do you have to have to put your bike away for the winter? When does that start? Um. Honestly, though, it really, like, it doesn't happen here, okay. not like up north, uh, especially, like, Illinois is so temperate in the winter now. Uh-huh. Like, it, it could, this year, 
you know, the day after Christmas this year was like 68 degrees. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. he's kind of like same really weather as Tennessee. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you don't really, yeah. Yeah. Like it can get cold for sure. But then like you might get a cold snap for two weeks and then the next week it's in like the fifties and sixties and you could go do whatever. And then, um, I mean, a Ray probably knows a lot about this chase. You and Don haven't ever really had to deal with it. But some of these people back here will have like these big arenas, like these big like early wine. Rounds, oh, early wine. Rounds. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, I think it's called early wine in Kentucky, where they have like these yeah. big arenas. Or those freak me out though. It looks like you can hit the ceiling. They're terrifying. No, yeah, they're, they're terrifying. They're, yeah. Dude, dude, well, how about the place that Luke Cloud is riding in Australia right now? The dome dude, or something? That, that looks the air rad. tent. Yeah, that's oh crazy. My gosh, it's nuts. That thing's badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the pictures look like he's jumping uh, in a photo studio you know because yeah. the background's all white it's kind of like the fake dirt bike magazine covers yeah you know where they had doug dubach posing on a bike in front of white and it's all white yeah and they made it into a fake photo <laughs> anyway um dude what 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 else are you pumped to be back in california you've been gone for two weeks yeah Three man weeks. no yeah it's been a while i'm you know stuck to see my dog my roommate kenny freaking mm-hmm. he done wadded up broke some ribs but he's all good um yeah you know i'm just stoked to be back good weather uh you know rode my bicycle this morning which was awesome got to ride with some people actually instead of freaking riding by myself which Mm -hmm. is i mean it's fun but at the same time you you like you know riding with people and uh yeah so i mean you ride with tick today Mm -hmm. did he make his own cycling kit that white and red one he's been wearing he did well it wasn't him it was uh one of the kids he helps out uh tyson johnson Johnson, Yeah. yeah He oh, made man. a few um, a few kits for for a group of guys. Hey, was that your group crossing Newport at like eight thirty? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was you guys. Mm. Yeah, bro, we were ripping. Yeah. Average <laughs> twenty two today. Nice. Yeah. Not too bad. It was funny, Don. On Saturday, I was talking to A Ray's dad, and he knew that A Ray missed you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He's like, yeah. A Ray's got to get back to his other dad. <laughs> so <they're right> there. <laughs> yellow guy yeah <laughs> oh that's funny um so what's this week like we're gonna go to paula tomorrow and get some content we're gonna go to queer wednesday and ride i'm so pumped what day are we riding baldy um thursday before you leave yeah we can do thursday all right yeah, yeah we can do thursday climb baldy hey hey Ray, what happened to your chick at the loretta's amateur day uh, you mean Chelsea? Yeah. yeah. Um, she, I guess they they stagger started the uh, the vet guys with the women's, and I guess some older guy like crossed over and like took her front wheel out, and she like put her leg out and it twisted her knee all up. So she got an MRI. I don't know if she has the results yet back, but I mean her knee's pretty pretty jacked up. That ain't the first dude to take her out. No, Anton. <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Anton gave her a concussion, dude. She's oh. freaking, yeah. Yeah, Chase, you in- saw that. Industry Cup Oh, thing. that was the, oh. Yeah, it was her, yeah. Oh. No, that wasn't Industry Cup. That was just at a race series. Right? Oh, it was. Yeah, crashed a race. Industry Cup. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, so uh, uh, I did a podcast over the weekend, I think. No, Thursday or Friday. Uh, Tevin Tapia called me from the rehab center, and he's doing much better. Sweet. He uh, He's moving his leg a little bit, his left leg. Um, he has complete feeling with everything. Um, you know, he just doesn't have a, well, he had no movement in his left leg for quite a while, but I think on Thursday or Friday, he moved it for the first time and he was all fired up and he called me and 
So, yeah, he's doing better. Things are looking up for him. But uh, if you didn't listen to the podcast, something about his his insurance ended. Oh, God. And he was renewing it. It was a lapse. And it lapsed, but he was going to send something in the day he got hurt. So, basically, he's got no coverage on this injury right now. So, uh, Rudd Recovery has stepped in to uh, add him to the to the causes. So, if you're listening, if you can spare it. Uh, visit RoadToRecovery.com. That's a number two in the middle, and uh, contribute contribute to uh, Tevin Tapia's fund because he does have a uh, brand new son, one mm-hmm. one and a half maybe, and a, a fiance. And yeah, he's a good guy. He's a total kook. Yeah, and he annoys all of us, but we we all like him, <laughs> and I uh, hope the best for him. So uh, yeah, if you can spare it, contribute a little bit there to our guy, number two eleven. Um, other than that, I think, uh, that's a wrap for today's show. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah it's good. Yeah. I think, oh, Anton. So I will be shipping you today a box with your 2021 fly gear in it. I think it's like size 26 pants or something and, <laughs> Probably. and all that. But I also have some, uh, pro taper hard parts for your YZ250. We've got a chain and sprocket. We've got some lock-on white grips because you wanted white grips. Hell like, yeah. Like oh DV and, and Chad used to run. And a set of uh, Pro Taper Fusion bars and SX Race Bend, which I think is a great universal bend that you will like. And it's the uh, that's the handlebar that you can lock and unlock the crossbar for either a, a super rigid feel or a, a more forgiving crossbar-less feel. So... That'll be coming your way. You still haven't texted me your real address. I need An- to get you. Oh, yeah, text Anton's me your address like, too. I can. I can possibly get you some Maxxis tires. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, look at oh, that. Factory. I mean, if you hadn't, a, you know, if you hadn't sent him some flagger, I could have got him some O'Neill. But yeah, I mean, right. hey, send him some well, scoops. Well, Fox sent the uh, or Fly sent the uh, twenty-one gear here, and well, they hand delivered it right, and I'm like, bro, this box weighs like. 80 pounds because it yeah. has the, the OGO 9800 fly oh. gear bag in it. Yeah. Well, Anton, sorry, I'm not shipping this to you. <laughs> you know. But, yeah, uh, that's okay. But, yeah, I'll give it to you. I forgot. I forgot. But, um, hey, Tuan, do you know anyone who might be leaving Loretta's and not going to Indiana and driving home to California? I got to get, I got to get the test bike back from Shot in Colorado. Joshua Verese might. Verese? Yeah. Do you know his number? Uh, Varese was on him and Renee. Yeah, but he was in Cal. He was Re- in. Renee is going uh, to Iron Man. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, I think then him and Varese are both going. Okay. Because ah, they both came to the house. Yeah. Hey, Renee's okay, but he came to the house and rode, and he he ate shit pretty good. At oh, your place? Geez. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He crashed his brains out, but he's oh. all right. He's good. Oh, okay. He raced. Is he racing a three fifty? It sounds like a, I don't think. I think it's a four fifty. A four fifty. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I, uh yeah, but he ate shit at the house. Really? How was he riding before he ate shit? Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, dude, he always looks good on the bike. Perfect form. He's got all that. form. Yeah. 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 Well, we got to get him into the mains. Ooh, what about um? He needs sprint speed. Justin Heft. Ah, yeah. He might be coming back. Know. Well, I might be sliding into some DMs right now. Yeah, I don't think that bike. Or if you're listening and you live in Colorado and you're coming to SoCal anytime in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Hit me up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Kickstart Podcast presented by our good friends at Pro Taper. Uh, Don Maeda signing off for Alex Ray, Chase Curtis, and Michael Antonovich. 
Talk to you next week. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized 1 and 1 inch handlebar and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.